Hey, hey, Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Man, we are ready, LZ, for a celebration. I am ready for this to happen. I feel like I would feel more confident if it would happen if uh, Walker Bueller was pitching as I established. We'll open it up the phones to the folks at home or listening in their car at 877-710-ESPN. Do you feel that Dave Roberts made a mistake tarn- starting Tony Gonsolin? Would you have rather have gone with Walker Bueller on three days rest? 877-710-ESPN. And by the way, just letting you know if your vehicle is due for service, head to your neighborhood Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive through oil change for 30 years. Over 30 years, they provide a quick and convenient automotive maintenance services for busy people like you. No dragging the kids to a dirty waiting room at Valvoline. You stay in your car nice and safe while the expert technicians make sure your ride is in peak performance. Oil changes, tire rotations, transmission care, and more. Pull up, drive in, and drive out in less than 15 minutes. So visit their website, SoCalOilChange.com, for locations and game-winning coupons. So, LZ, Mm -hmm. I convinced John Ireland that Walker Bueller should be the guy, that Dave Roberts should reverse course and should have thought this through more. Why do you believe that Tony Gonsolin is the right man today? Because I like the idea of, one – um, making sure that your gun, Walker Bueller, is in his prime conditioning as much as possible um, in a must-win situation if we're to get there. If we're, if we're to get there, I want to make sure that our ace has his rest, that his blisters won't be an issue, that he is fired up and ready to go with one win to go if it gets there. What I don't want to have happen is that we go into a game six with a Walker Bueller a little less than optimal. And if things don't turn on our way, we got Tony Gossman for game seven. (laughs) So if given my choice, I would much rather go with the way that Dave had laid it out and that the organization has decided as opposed to, you know, what you're suggesting, which isn't a bad suggestion, George, is not bad. It's just from my perspective, the last time you had a bullpen game, I remember being up and still almost won that game. And if our bats show up, this is all mute anyway. I bought a new outfit, got a, got a brand new T-shirt, got brand new pants, brand new hat. Like I'm, 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 I'm gonna be squeaky clean. I'm gonna be crispy. We're gonna take care of it tonight. Tonight. Mm. I'm, I, I'm, I'm so confident, I just, man. I, I just would. I don't. I hope that's the case, LZ. And I agree with you that if the if if they come to hit, none of it matters anyway. And maybe Gonsolin does revert back to the guy he was during the regular season when he was incredible. But during the postseason, like for, I believe he pitched 45 innings and his ERA was a under a two and a half. And he had a stretch, I think, of like 20-something scoreless innings at one point. Yep. Like he was incredible, but he has not been that guy during the postseason, and that that makes me a little fearful. i got to be honest with you. I mean, listen, it, it is no question that regardless of sports, the postseason is just more difficult. There's no question about it. Right. And that they're rolling out their best pitcher. I, I get all of that. Right. Blake Snell is their best pitcher, yes. He's their best pitcher. I get all of that. But I do believe we chased Snell out the game. Did we not? Yes, we did. We Yeah, I mean. But we chased him out the game. Didn't they win that so, game? I mean, they won the game, but we started to beat him up, and he was out before the six. 
Yeah, I mean, I think most teams nowadays, though, they're doing the out. You're out before the no, season. no, no, no. You know what I mean, he he wasn't taken out because that was the plan. We beat him out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they scored two runs on him. Yeah, in four and two thirds. Yeah. So I mean, he had even, nine strikeouts though. He was pretty good. <laughs> no, no, no. He was he was pretty good and lights out. He was actually going with a no hitter into the fifth inning. Yeah. He by the way, he had never he hasn't pitched just so, so people know he has not pitched more than five and two thirds his entire postseason. Yeah, yeah. We got this. We got this. Y'all get y'all fireworks ready. We got okay. this. All right, let's go to the phone, Telzy. People want to chime in on this conversation. Dean is in Norwalk. What's up, Dean? Hey, how you guys doing today? I am finally got in, and uh, I just had a comment, um, a couple of comments. Uh, early on, you guys were talking about Kenley Jensen, and my opinion is do not put Kenley Jensen in the game unless you have a, at least a four-run lead because he is going to give up the long ball. I like Kenley, but for the last couple of years, he has gone down. And my next thing is, why not go with Bueller? This happened to us in game two. Okay, why not go with Bueller? They're going with their ace. You have to go for the kill tonight. Yep. Do not hold Bueller to say, well, just in case we go to a seventh game. We don't want to think about that. Yes, the Dodgers did make a little run in game two. But if you would have had Bueller in the game, we may have won that game because he would have shut their players down. That's uh, that's all I have to say. I just I don't understand it. Why not go with Bueller tonight? Yeah, Dean, thank you so much. Uh, obviously, I agree with you. I, I'm with him, LZ. I just think I listen. I, I, you know me. Like I like when it comes to my sports, I like to play aggressive. Okay, I I like the coaches that go on fourth down. Um, you know, I, I those things to me being aggressive to me, I like that being rewarded. And I just think when you look at Walker Bueller's performance this postseason, the names of the pitchers who have outperformed him, um, and, and there's only you know three or four, <laughs> are all not just Hall of Famers, but like all time greats. Okay, in regards to one postseason stretch, like this kid is the best player on this team, not named Mookie Betts right now. Well. I mean, listen, I think that we all agree that Walker Buehler is our ace. We all feel as if when he's on the mound, that it gives us our best chance to win. Are we in agreement with that? Yes. So if we find ourselves in game seven, how do you feel about Walker Buehler on the mound? That's the, that's the point, right? Yeah. Like, if you've got to have one game – to save your season, who would you rather have on the mound? I know, LZ, but because I don't even want six, it to get – but here's the game thing. Game six is their game seven. No, no. But here, Our here, game six. No, but this is why you have to treat game six like game seven. It's kind of like what we were talking about with the Lakers. Remember game four? We were like, they got to treat game four like it's game seven. Because then it's like it's an overwhelming lead, and we said that about the Dodgers too. And then we saw what happened. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> um, so that's kind of my point. Base, listen. Hashtag it's just baseball. Crazy things happen in a series, let alone a one-game scenario. Why let it get to a one-game scenario when you've got this horse? 
in Walker Bueller, who is pitching lights out right now. I don't care that he's never pitched on three days rest. I, jo- I mentioned this earlier. Josh Beckett had never pitched on three days rest, and he went into Yankee freaking stadium and mowed down the greatest team of that generation, okay? So I think Walker Bueller can do that at Globe Life Field uh, on a neutral site against the Tampa Rays, not the dynastic Yankees. Who cares? I don't care what the name of the team on the other side. The name of the team on the other side had the best record in their league. And they mowed down those stankies that you're referring to. In 60, yeah, but they're different Yankees group. Like, come on. We're talking about the Roger Clemens, David Wells, like those guys. Like, those guys were the were the dynastic team. This Yankees team is just a whatever Yankees team. And this race team is good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not disputing that. But they're not that. They're not the team that won four championships. Like, they're not that I'm, good. I am completely confident. As long as we don't see Kenley or Pedro Baez anywhere i'm with you on bias yeah oh you want the ball in his hand i'm with you on bias i'm good i draw the line at bias yeah man there was a moment in which i contemplated buying a plane ticket and taking a flight to dallas just to get bias out the game myself (laughs) (laughs) the truth of the matter is man is that i i hear what you're saying and what you're saying and what you know the caller said and what many people have said makes a lot of sense it does but then I ask myself, if you put Walker Butte in a situation that he's never been before, and he just happens to have, say, an appearance that was similar to his first appearance in Atlanta in the postseason that wasn't that great, now you're in a game seven with what? Julio Urias, Clayton Kershaw. You've got a lot of guys available to you. I agree. I would much rather have Walker Buehler. <laughs> I'd rather just not get to the game seven, but let's well, go. We won't get to game seven because I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. See, I would prefer to sing "Be Aggressive," "Be Be Aggressive." Yeah, uh, let's be go to Johnny. With your base running, be aggressive with your base running. Continue Johnny. to put pressure on Snail. That's how you be aggressive. Johnny in Riverside. Johnny, what's up, man? Look, all I'm gonna say is. I'm trusting Dave Roberts this whole postseason. The only move that I disagree with is him pulling Julio and not letting him finish that fifth inning. Mm-hmm. And that's where it kind of went downhill for us. If it wasn't for that, who knows? We couldn't even be talking about we finished it in game five. So as long as as long as long Dave Roberts pulls Gonsolin when, Gonsolin feels, when he feels Gonsolin needs to be pulled and our bats wake up against Snell, we should have, we should have it in the bag. All right, Johnny, thank you for the call. Let's go to Susan in Manhattan Beach. Hello, Susan, how are you? Oh, I'm great, thank you. Go Dodgers. Uh, go Dodgers. say to LZ that no disrespect, but sports are played to win, not to not lose. I think tonight should have been lights out, Walker Bueller. Yeah. And, and, and we, we had Kershaw for game seven, so... You know, you play to win. You We should have gone with our ace. That's where I find Dave Roberts too conservative. I, I agree, Susan. I love Dave Roberts, but I'm ex- he's a little too conservative here. Thank you for the call. Uh, LZ, come on, Sir? you love aggressive. I do love aggressive. I am aggressive. But I think there is a plan. And just as when you looked on Twitter, when Dave went out and got Kershaw out of the game five, you were like, oh, what are you doing? Ah! They had a plan. And the plan worked. 
And all of a sudden, Twitter is like, we're going to win the World Series. Like going, yeah, but what were you saying about Dave an hour and a half ago? About he was an idiot and he was stupid. He got lead in Kershaw and he doesn't know what he's doing and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I saw all y'all talk, talking about him like that when he took out Kershaw. And what happened? Yeah, Not a single run was scored after that. So they have a plan. And the plan is this. And just as the previous caller said that I'm going to ride with Dave, I'm going to ride with Dave. This People are forgetting. This man has taken us to the World Series three out of oh, the last I, four listen, years. I, I love him. I just don't agree with this particular move. People are forgetting he was manager of the year. He was a manager of the year. The, the Dodgers were ravaged by injuries the year he won uh, manager of the year. Mm -hmm. Completely ravaged mm -hmm. by energy that year. Mm -hmm. And he managed his ass off and managed to get us not just a division title, but into the postseason. And I do believe that we looked pretty damn good. We were in the postseason in 2016 as well. We didn't get to the World Series, obviously, but we still looked pretty damn good despite all the injuries. So... Has he been perfect? No, of course not. But who in the hell has been more successful since he's been hired? No, listen, I'm not just that part of it, but I can disagree with him respectfully. Like, I feel like that's where I'm at right now. And look, we'll continue this at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. And of course, former Dodger expert Greg Bergman wants to weigh in on this. So we'll allow oh, him boy. to do that on the other side. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. I'm doing straight tequila tonight, George. Straight tequila? All, all night until we win. Yeah, just yeah, just just tequila. Okay. I mean, how are you? Is that your celebration? I'm sorry. Is that going to be your celebration? If I'm still awake and sober enough to celebrate afterwards, yeah. But I'm literally going to start sipping at the first pitch, and I'm going to kill the bottle by myself. Okay. All I'm right. committed to victory. Okay. Orale. Orale. With or without my liver. Orale, Briones. <laughs> Orale, compa, LZ, con tu tequila. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Dodger expert Greg Bergman is all bent out of shape about our first segment for some reason or another. Go oh, ahead, geez. former Dodger expert Greg Bergman. What is your issue? No, I'm not bent out of shape. I just feel like we have to take this whole we got Kershaw stuff out of Game 7. Like, he, this is a guy who everybody has freaked out upon over the entire time that he's been here. Like, oh, you can't trust him. You can't trust him. But now you want to trust him after only three days rest? We've seen what happens to him after three days rest. I don't want to see Clayton Kershaw again. He had two great games, and that's all I need from him for the entire World Series. He won two games. That's all I need. And I agree with LZ, and Walker Bueller is – the game seven starter for a reason with Julio Urias behind him. And that's the right way to go. Right. But here's the difference, Greg Bergman. 
Yes, I can understand George Sedano. LZ giving the uh, giving you know the 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 nuance because LZ's track record is he's aggressive. You are a chicken bleep, okay? Like this is <laughs> this is what? what this is about. You are I a chicken. I want to win tonight. Bleep. You are a chicken bleep, okay? I you are a Why cuz I want Walker Bueller tonight? You no, in general, you are risk averse as a person, okay? I know you That's for a long time. That's completely false. You are risk averse, so because you of that. You're streaking with me. That's huh? cool. You uh, wouldn't you, go streaking with me at LAFC, that's for sure. There you go. Scaredy cat. I was you like, come on, me. let's run across the bank. You were like, no. You are you are chicken bleep, okay? That's what it is. So that's what I understand. This, and that's this is your argument. This is your argument for this whole thing. Is No, my argument about you. I've already laid out my argument for Walker Bueller numerous times already in the last 30 minutes. So I, I, I don't it, need it, to lay it out any further. But I will say this. This is the thing about Clayton Kershaw that, you know, I think gets lost, and specifically in a lot of national analysis, but even sometimes locally, because this is a sixty-game season. The three-day rest thing that you're talking about, Greg, I don't think is the same as when it would be during a normal year. He's fresher now; you can see it. In yeah. fact, yes, he fooled me because Kenny looked fresher than usual. He, yes, no. Uh, Kershaw is more fresh, but he also wasn't very sharp on Sunday. He, he got through that. He got yep. through that, and thankfully he won and only gave up two runs. It could have been way worse, and he was not close to sharp. So I, I just don't think that I need to see Clayton Kershaw again in a Game 7 with the, with the World Series on the line on three days rest when he just had those two games. And imagine what happens. Clayton Kershaw comes out, and he blows some kind of lead, or it all blows up in his face, and his entire narrative goes down the train. So Screw while- the narrative, man. This you don't. But, but my point is this: forget about getting Kershaw's to game. Not the guy in Game Seven. For- Sorry. Forget about getting to Game Seven to avoid all of it. Go start your best pitcher. Is what I'm saying tonight. That's what they should have done. And this look, they, it won't to, matter. To LZ's point. To, to your point, LZ. If they hit, it may not matter anyway. Exactly. But, but my well, point true. is this: like I, if it were me. I'm throwing the best guy on the mound, and the best guy is Walker Bueller. Well, the he, best guy Walker the, the, Bueller is the best guy, but I want the best guy under the best conditions. If this was Game yep. Seven, and Walker Bueller was on three days rest, I'd be like, "Screw it, put him out there on three days rest. That's yep. our best option." But it, we're not in that situation. Yeah, I think I, I think that would, if they lose tonight, you're gonna you're gonna and and they somehow like some fluky crazy thing happens in game seven, then you're going to be like, we should have started Walker Bueller in game six. Look, Listen, Blake, Snell, Blake Snell's a good pitcher. Good. I understand, George, that the guy had a heart attack in your flight and was fluky and it threw everything off. I get that. You're trying Dude, to talk- forget about my heart attack on my flight in 2003. <laughs> Did you see game four? How fluky that was? Chris Taylor, Greg Bergman's doppelganger, screwed up the whole thing. Yeah, but that, was, that wasn't Chris Taylor. That was Pedro Baez. I mean, it was also Chris Taylor. It was also Pedro Baez. It was also Will Smith. We had a 3-1 lead, and Pedro says, no, you don't. It's just baseball. That's the whole point. Don't let it get to it's just baseball. Put it this way. As long as Pedro Baez or Kenley Jansen are not seen tonight, get your drinks ready. My drinks are ready. I hope so. I hope so. I want them to win because, to be honest, I want to have a celebration tomorrow. I want to be able to say, L.A., you did it. You won the Lakers and Dodgers just like 1988. I want to have that show tomorrow. But Do you know know what the number one song in 1988 was for the entire year? What was it? 
Take a guess. Because I looked it up. Party All the Time by Eddie Murphy? No. I mean, I got to be close, though, right? Like, geez. It was Faith by George Michael. You got to have faith. You got to have faith. Baby. Do you have faith? I, do you I, have faith? I, I do. I would have more faith if it wasn't Tony Gonzalez. That's not faith. Faith is to believe in things unseen. I'm getting Bill calling you. Things unseen. That's faith. Faith isn't, oh, you know, gravity. There we go. So what, what is today's date? Today is October what? Uh, 27th. Um, okay, so let's look at the October. Okay. Uh, the greatest, the, the number one hits in October, okay? The number one hit this time in October was Groovy Kind of Love by Phil Collins. Groovy Kind of Love. Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So here, here are actually the, here are actually the uh, the uh, oh, wait wait the, here are some October first the week of October first Bobby McFerrin don't worry be happy there you go but after that the next week was Love Bites by Def Leppard Not, it does a little on, ominous and then Red Red Wine now that could be good or bad by UB40 that could be celebration wine or uh, I need to drink more wine because it's not so great. Do you know what the number three song was in 1988? I don't know. I got my eyes set on you. We're talking about trophies, baby. Okay. All right. Let me go to Arnold in La Cañada. What's up, Arnold? How are you, sir? Hey, so one of the things when debating whether we should have started Walker tomorrow is uh, versus Game 7 is Blake Snell was the best race pitcher this series. And when you go best on best, anything could happen. But... um. If they, let's say they win tonight, the Dodgers have their best pitcher for game seven. And, um, you know, because Blake Snell, if he pitches lights out tonight, it doesn't matter if Walker Bueller's pitching for the Dodgers or anyone, you know, they could take over the game and win just on his performance alone. So, well, uh, Arnold, I, here's what I would say to that. And I would rather, if they're going to throw their best, I would rather have the Dodgers best out there. Uh, and thank, thank you for the call. And I get your rationale. I'm not, I, I'm just saying... That, that's the way I feel. I'm not telling you how you should feel, though it would be nice if you felt the way I felt. The world would be a lot easier <laughs> if everyone just felt the way I felt. Uh, let me go to JP and Pico Rivera. JP. George, relax, camarada. Relax. Tony Gonzalez was a stud this year. Why? Because he knew that he was a starting pitcher. In the playoffs, he's been an opener. Yeah. Something that he's not used to. Correct. Today, he's going to be a starting pitcher on full day's rest. He's going to go out there and ball out. I hope so. And, and like you saw in the other game, a fluke can happen. We can lose a game. And you want to have that ace in the hole with Walker Buehler. And that dude is money. He does, his temper, his, he's his the best pitcher, he's the best pitcher in, in, in the National League, I think, right now. And, and he's even keel, man. He, he will not get nervous in the game seven. And also remember this. The Dodgers are going to see Blake Snell for the second time in this series. And with that lineup, these guys are smart. They're great hitters. I think we're going to win it tonight. And I think Gonzalez is going to ball out. Well, listen, brother, I hope you're right, JP. And thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, we will continue this at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. LZ told you what he's doing. He's doing straight tequila if they win tonight. How are you celebrating if they win? Would you bring Kenley in? Are you worried about who's starting the game tonight? What is your level of anxiety? That, and by the way, the Rams are good, and we've got Laker news all coming up in a second. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We're going to be back. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Former Dodger Greg, uh, expert Greg Bergman. It's very emotional today. Why are you so emotional today? I'm not emotional at all. You were, you're the one personally attacking me and saying I'm a, a wimp. I, I know, but in the break, you asked me to do a looky, and I said, mm-hmm. And you're like, well, could you, you got all bent out of shape just because I literally said, mm-hmm. Tell the audience if, why if, you got bent out of shape. If that's, said, if that's what you call bent out of shape, then we have two You totally were complaining at my reaction. Oh, no, no, because you're mm, mm. Yeah, mm. Briones. That's it was. Brio- no, it was. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dime, dime. Briones. Uh-huh. Was my reaction? He made me sound like an ogre when I said. Mm-hmm. That's that's all it sounded you, like to me. You sounded fine to me, man. He's like, thank hey, you. you. Look in. You said, mm-hmm. like I got you, man. Don't worry. Right. I got it. We're good. <laughs> that's how I took it. I didn't. Then we, I heard, did... then we heard two th- separate things, and that's fine. We can move on. Yeah. How's this? <laughs> LC, I think you don't sound like Optimus Prime anymore. I think you're okay now. Um, Am I more like Bumblebee now? Yeah, yeah. It's still not ideal, but it's fine. Um, so so anyhow, let me ask you this. Before we get to – before we finish up uh, – because this is our last segment actually here. Um, so let me know what our uh, hard out is here. Can we just say for one second, just take two seconds to talk about the Rams and the Lakers literally for like two minutes here. Are the Rams good well, now? We need to. Are the Rams good now? Yes. Like, are they good now? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. We said it was a must-win because the four wins that only come against the NFC East, which is not even a division of football. Right, LZ, you said now that we beat. I do. Yeah. All right, I'm bouncing. I'm out. I don't want All right. To Go enjoy, start the enjoy tequila. Enjoy the game, LZ. Go start the tequila. It's fine. Bergman and I got this. Um, and Briones. Uh, I don't know if the Rams are good, Greg. I, I still don't know. Like the uh, the Bears' defense is good, but their offense is awful. Yeah, no, I don't think that I'm, – I'm not ready to say that. They have five wins. Four of them are against the terrible, terrible NFC East. So I, I'm just not ready yet to say anything about that. They looked good offensively last night, but they still couldn't really put up too much. So I'm not there yet. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying like here's what I think about the Rams. They're above average, and they, yes. haven't, they haven't graduated to good yet. Now, doesn't mean they can't. It doesn't mean that I don't think that they can't get there because – we all know how much I love Sean McVay. Um, and by the way, Jared Goff, you know, it, for all the people that complain about Jared Goff, it could be worse. You could have Mitchell Trubisky or Nick Foles as your quarterback. You could have Andy Dalton right now, who's also hurt. So there's yeah, plenty. Poor Andy but are, Dalton. <laughs> are the Rams better than the Seahawks? Maybe. Mm, I, I don't, don't know. know. Are they better than the Niners? No. Are they better than the Cardinals? Possibly. Possibly. So it's two maybes and one absolutely not. Well, the Niners just seem to own them is what it feels like. Yeah, well, I mean, they're they're a really good team, especially yeah. defensively. But they have owned the Seahawks historically, too. Yeah, in the division, they'd absolutely have. But, I mean, if you're going to give me Russell Wilson or Jared Goff, I'm taking Russell Wilson I mean, of course. Right. <laughs> yeah. The Seahawks defense stinks. The Rams defense is pretty good. 
No, Aaron Donald is having quite a year. Leonard Floyd looks really good the other day. Yeah, and all those linebackers you were worried about when we were doing the midday show, not so so bad. (laughs) No, look, the defense looks really good. Jalen Ramsey, I I knew he was good, but I didn't think he was actually this good. He's looking really good. No one's even throwing to his side. Who do you have more? You're a Raider fan. Who do you have more um, faith in? Derek Derek Carr Carr. or Tony Gonsolin? Oh, jeez, that's just so mean. <laughs> Tonight, oh, God, I have more faith in Derek Carr. Oh, so wait a second. You've been fighting with me for 48 minutes and change almost about me saying I don't I, – I would prefer Walker Bueller starting tonight's game. And you're telling me you'd rather have Derek – you trust Derek Carr – more than Tony Gonsolin in Game Six of the World Series in a clinching moment. I think Derek Carr can run that offense just fine. He there's there are some issues, but Tony Gonsolin. Here's the thing with Tony Gonsolin. He has why is he stunk during the postseason? Do you think it's what the caller the, said earlier that it's just simply yes. roll? Yes, it is absolutely just roll. He had 17 days off between games before before he started his first game against the Braves. And in that game that he started after 17 games, he went three no-hit innings to start that off and then kind of fell apart against the Braves. And then after that, he was just an opener again, and he didn't know how to – he had to go throw completely out of his realm. So I just – I think that if he goes out tonight on full rest, he's going to start off and give you at least three good innings, and then you can mix and match in between after that. Who's at the door? Hello, LZ. Talking about the Rams and the Lakers. I dip out for five seconds, and you guys already ditched him and move on already? Yeah, I asked G- Greg who he trusts more, Derek Carr, since he's a Raiders fan, or Tony Gonsolin? <laughs> <laughs> it's tough, man. It's not an easy question. It's not. It's a good question. <laughs> Are you going to really, really, really throw Tony under the bus before we're depending on him? to come in and deliver our first championship. Listen, I hope he goes out there and throws nine shutout innings. I just don't trust him as much as I would trust Walker Bueller. That's all I'm saying. And clearly Greg doesn't even trust him more than Derek Carr. Derek Carr's a decent, good quarterback. Here's the thing. All right, I'm going to break it down for you guys one last time. All right? You're in the club, right? This was like 10 years ago. You're in the club. Yeah. Everything's grooving. Yeah. And you see Beyonce, right? Hey, babe. And Beyonce, she's she's. You can see her, but she's kind of a walk away, and there's security all around. And you can get to her, but it's going to take a little bit longer. Yeah. As you walk towards Beyonce, there's Kelly Rowland. Yeah. Are you really going to ignore Kelly? No. You're going to talk to Kelly first because she's right there. And by the way, that's still a win. Tony is Kelly, y'all. Tony is Kelly, and Bueller is Beyonce. We get it. You would rather have Beyonce. She's not completely out of the conversation. But, hey, there's Kelly. There's nothing wrong with Kelly. So, le- so I, got an- I got another story for you. You ready for this one? Uh-oh. Is this another heart attack? This No, no. This one's about Beyonce, actually. <laughs> oh, yes. I definitely want to hear this story. So here's a funny story for you about Beyonce. So I was in New York for the – Super Bowl when it was there. What was it, like 2014 or whatever it was? So yeah. went out night on the town with a bunch of friends, right, in New York. And we ended up, you know, it's late night. We'd had a lot to drink. We're like, all right, let's go get somewhere to eat. And I'm like, let's go down to Tribeca, which is on the south side of New York, as you know, LZ. There's a great spot there 
that's like breakfast all day, fried chicken, southern food and breakfast. It's yep. great. Called yep. Bubby's. So we go to Bubby's. It is 2 in the morning in New York, okay? There are two other tables there, okay? Like, there there are us and another table at the moment. And then there's, like, a back room that you can look into and see, and there's a big table in the back. And all of a sudden, we're sitting there, and we're scarfing down our pancakes and waffles and fried chicken. And who walks in but Jay-Z and Beyonce and a ton of bodyguards, Okay. And there's again, there's only my group, my party, and another party there at two in the morning. And they clearly went there because they they have a place in Tribeca, but also figuring there'd be nobody there. So as all I did was like leaned my head over to try to see if I could look back as I had my phone in my hand, and the security guard gave me the death stare, and I was like, whoop, nope, I'm not messing around with this. I'm not even. So yeah. So anyway, I have seen Beyonce, and I couldn't say hi to her, so I would go say hi to the other members of Destiny's Child or her sister if I had to. Not to make this all about Beyonce, but they have a habit of doing that because I saw them around three o'clock in the morning at a Waffle House. Jay-Z oh. Beyonce came in at a Waffle House, which you know is just Southern cuisine. Right, yeah. It's like a Denny's, so, basically. Yeah, you, so you just got to love the fact that they keep it, you know. They keep, keep it, it real home. at 2 in the morning, yeah. At 2 in the morning, absolutely. Yeah. But I have faith in Tony. I have faith in Dave. We're going to do it this year. I got a new outfit, y'all. I know. I got a new outfit for tonight. Okay, but what if Kenley comes in? Can I, can I raise you then a Kenley? Then I'm taking the outfit off and I'm throwing it out the window. All right, former Dodger expert Greg Bergman. Do you believe I, I, that what happened to Kenley was a fluke like I do? No. What I've seen no? it too many times. No, I don't think it's a fluke. He's absolutely – he's blown four World Series games. Four. I don't want to see him again. <laughs> but you – like, you don't – can't you take these things on individual merit? Like, what happened to him against Kevin Kiermaier where he breaks his bat – and then a bloop single after that. Now, he did walk a guy. But a bloop single after that. And then your doppelganger so, screwing everything up in the outfield. Sure, Chris but did he, give up, did he give up the hit to Brett Phillips that scored the run no matter what? Yes. Even though it was a bloop hit, he still gave up I a know, hit to Brett Phillips. I know, but that's not hard Phillips. contact. Brett he threw Phillips. a good pitch. He gave up a hit so, to Brett Phillips. You're making it sound, George, it's like, yeah. He didn't hit a layup. He had a jump shot over. It wasn't like I gave him. No, a layup. that's not even a layup. Hitting that bloop shot over second base. That's like that's like hitting. That's like if you're I don't know who's a guy. That's like Javale McGee hitting a three. Like come on. He had a one-two count on both Arena and Brett Phillips, and he couldn't punch out either one of those guys. I need somebody in there that's going to actually punch someone out. Phillips was batting less than two hundred. Yep, for his career. <laughs> but that's hashtag it's just baseball. Sometimes the gods are not so nice to you is my point. It's um, Blake Trinan at this point now. No, he stinks yes. too. I well, don't oh, like he, he was great two nights ago. Yeah, he was great. He was so okay. great. I'm sure you felt really good when he gave up that yam well, to start gave, the inning. Yeah, I would, he gave him one single. Yeah, I wouldn't say he wasn't great. He was good. He was good. Punched two guys out. Yeah, after that he, single, he, though, he you were right. a little scared, Mr. Risk no, Averse Chicken. I, I wasn't. You were. Yeah. But okay. when this is all said and done, regardless of outcome, can we just all come to Jesus about Friedman not addressing the issue that we've been talking about on air for like two years now? What's that? The closer situation. We've been having this conversation for damn near two seasons. Yeah. Two seasons now. Yeah. He doesn't want a closer. He's very clear about it. Just like the Rays don't have a closer, he doesn't want yeah, that. He, he just he, wants he high leverage guys. He doesn't spend big bucks on those kind of guys. 
Yeah, well, listen, two years, two years we've been talking about this conversation. We came into the, the season this year asking who's going to be the guy yeah. that gets the ball in these high-leverage situations yeah. in the postseason. Yeah, LZ, This isn't a new conversation for us. This is a new conversation for fans. It's not a new conversation for listeners. LZ, it certainly isn't a new conversation for guests. Yeah, I got to run. So if you want to wrap this up, because we got to close this out. <laughs> well, why'd you stop me? I was going to wrap it up. All right, I'm out. You know what, LZ? Hopefully we're just all drinking tequila tonight, okay? Yeah. Listen, I got a new outfit. Okay. I'm listening to Beyonce, and I'm drinking. All right. Well, all right yes, we got that. All right. Great work, as always, and powering through even on the phone. My bad, listeners. The movers packed my router. Okay. It's a long story. All right. Long story we'll talk about tomorrow. We're done here. Dodger baseball is up next and hopefully a celebration for tomorrow and tonight. Have a great day. See ya. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.